This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In some instances, these titles were never going to be more than a quick bit of fun. But in others, they reflect the worst of WWE. A wrestling championship should be more than a mere prop. In some instances, it's a whole lot less. So I am Gareth, this is What Culture Wrestling, and here are the 10 most disrespected titles in WWE history. Number 10, the Women's Tag Team Championship. Perhaps the most cursed titles currently on offer, the women's tag belts got off to a solid start, with Bayley and Sasha Banks triumphant in an elimination chamber match to decide the inaugural holders. The pair of horsewomen vowed to legitimize the nascent belts, which they lost six weeks later to the Iconics. From there, the curse has been real. The belts have fallen victim to a cavalcade of rain-ending injuries, with Sonya Deville most recently falling foul of the hex. Beyond that, there's the usual selection of matches thrown together with no build, can they coexist, and multi-woman matches that often don't deliver. Most problematic is creative's propensity for throwing teams together at random. During the championship's run, the number of actual established duos can be counted on two hands. Instead, WWE jams together whichever workers have nothing else on. Chelsea Green and Piper Nevin, why not? And the results speak for themselves. Number 9, the International Heavyweight Championship. For a long while, WWE and New Japan Pro Wrestling were able to enjoy an off and on creative partnership, leading to the odd supercard and the International Heavyweight Championship. Low key, one of the best looking belts in the business. The the first half of the 80s saw the title switch hands sporadically. Tatsumi Fujinami had three stints, and even inaugural WWE Champion Buddy Rogers took part in the first title match in the 50s. Then business got in the way. As time moved on and Vince McMahon turned an eye on global domination, he no longer wished to do business with or even acknowledge the existence of New Japan Pro Wrestling. There's barely a mention of the International Heavyweight Championship on their website, no suggestion that anyone would be interested in this part of wrestling's past. But it's still a part of the storied tale of the Federation. And for the sake of nerdy wrestling completionists everywhere, it ought to be acknowledged. Number 8, the Cruiserweight Championship. Unlike a lot of the titles on this list, the Cruiserweight Championship actually started quite well. Even disregarding its WCW lineage pre-takeover, 2002 to 2003 saw the likes of Tajiri, Jamie Noble, Rey Mysterio, and Chavo Guerrero tussle for the gold in exciting, often opening contests just like Ted Turner used to do it. So what happened? Well, Vince McMahon 
took a look at his wrestlers, dismissed them as puny and turned his attention back to the big boys. A few years in, WWE had completely lost interest in the division. It was defended sporadically, almost always changing hands in a multi-man match. Then Hornswoggle won it and then they got rid of it. As for the belt of the same name introduced in 2016, well, that's basically the same story. Some great moments, the Cruiserweight Classic, for example, but a lack of consistent interest. The little guys were shunted onto their own show, the derisively titled Seldom Push 205 Live. In 2022, the title was retired. It was also purple and looked impossibly cheap. Now I've got a quick question for you. What's your favorite Cruiserweight match of all time? Throw it down in the comment section below and let us know all about it, my friends. Number seven, the Intercontinental Tag Team Championship. WWE's Intercontinental Tag Team titles were part of their latter attempt to join forces with a Japanese organization. This time, the Lucha-centered UWF. To say this was the wrong horse to back is an understatement. UWF lasted five years, and while some great names passed through its gates, it didn't leave behind many matches of note. That its brief partnership with WWE and the creation of the Intercontinental Tag Titles was maybe its most obscure offering is really saying something. The belts were awarded to Pero Aguayo and Gran Hermada in January of 1991. Then the titles were just abandoned. That's about all the information anyone bothered to note down about these belts. It's a miracle we even know the date, to be honest. Number six, the Women's Championship. While there have been women's belts that WWE have treated with less reverence, on which more later, few titles can boast as many significant moments of disrespect than the company's inaugural women's championship. Firstly, the barren years in which, even by their standards, WWE didn't really care about women's wrestling. The deeply problematic but nonetheless fabulous Moolah had a stranglehold on the title for the best part of 30 years, as the company made little effort to bolster their ranks. The rock and wrestling era saw Wendy Richter and Leilani Kai do what they can, but disinterest saw the belt simply deactivated in 1990. Three years later, much the same. Alundra Blaze and Bull Nakano had some great matches, but few other challenges. Then there's the Medusa incident, with Blaze leaving WWE to join WCW in her previous gimmick, whereupon she dropped the women's championship in the garbage. The problem here isn't so much the incendiary incident itself, as the fact WWE let one of its champions leave the company while still holding the belt. From there, the company has ditched the belt for lengthy periods, occasionally given the shine to major talents like Trish Stratus, Lita, and Molly Holly, but more often than not relegated the belt to throw away three-minute matches at best. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Number five, the Canadian Championship. We've seen titles created more or less for one wrestler plenty of times. Triple H lobbying to bring back the big gold belt, for example, or the million dollar championship. The problem with being awarded a belt, though, is what do you do once you've won it? In the mid-80s, Dino Bravo began billing himself as the Canadian champion. Taking this to its logical conclusion, WWE made this official, giving the stoic strongman a belt to defend on the house show circuit. They did this for a bit, got bored of it, gave up and scrapped the whole thing. Bravo left the company for a while, then returned in a mid-card role. The problem, other than WWE's disinterest in actually doing anything with this idea, was that for all of his talents, Bravo didn't possess the kind of charisma needed to make a new belt into a thing. He just plodded on, same as ever. It's hard to establish a title as a prize worth winning when the guy carrying it doesn't seem to want it himself. Number 4. The Divas Championship a belt's design isn't all important. Take the Universal Championship, a red then blue monstrosity elevated by good booking. Sometimes though, aesthetics can't be overcome. And there's no better example of this than the butterfly-shaped title known inexplicably as the Divas Championship. The rebranding of women to divas is another conversation altogether, but the top prize for the division was, from the off, impossible to take seriously. That was kind of the point. On its creation, WWE's women's division was running on fumes. With quality workers like Mickey James on her way out, and Natalia and Beth Phoenix yet to make their mark. When the bench did fill up a little, the problem remained the same. It's all well and good to have Paige and AJ Lee work in matches, but they're ultimately fighting over a belt that no one could possibly hoist with pride. It took until 2015 for WWE to see sense on this matter, and consign the Divas Championship and thankfully the term Diva altogether to history. Number 3. The 24-7 Championship How disrespected was the 24-7 Championship? Even for a joke belt, it was treated with disdain. The slime green number was created as a throwback to the glory days of the hardcore championship, with its any place, anytime chaos. For a multitude of reasons, that didn't work though. Firstly, it's not the Attitude Era anymore. A hardcore match used to mean a shopping trolley full of violent nonsense. Now it means a couple of kendo sticks. More importantly, the hardcore belt actually had good matches amidst the plunder. The 24-7 belt was primarily an excuse to gain celebrity engagement. This worked precisely once. Bad Bunny donning the strap on SNL. That aside, we were treated to sportscasters Santa, Mayor Kane, and the Gronk. Worst of all, though, the 24-7 belt wasted the time and energy of plenty of genuinely talented superstars. Our truth milked it for all the fun it was worth. No one could have done a better job, to be honest. And then Nikki Cross threw it in the trash, and that was the end of that sorry saga. Number two, the ECW Heavyweight Championship. If there's one thing you can rely on WWE for, it's a good dose of spite. After winning the Monday Night War, and acquiring WCW and ECW, Vince McMahon could do anything he wanted with the upstart brand from Philadelphia. Milk its archives, keep it running in its own right, or simply ruin it. The ECW title under WWE auspices is a who's who of who isn't at all related to the promotion. After a strong start reigniting the brand with RVD on top, things went wrong incredibly quickly. Drafting Big Show and Bobby Lashley onto the new show was not what the rabid fanbase wanted. To say nothing 
of making Vince himself the Durag Sporting champ. What a time to be alive. CM Punk and later Christian did what they could to prop the belt up, but the brand was dying and its title along with it. Soon it was being traded in ludicrously short matches, jumping across WWE's various brands, and finally being put out of its misery not four years into its second run. And number one, the European Championship. WWE's tertiary men's belt could hardly have started life better. British Bulldog versus Owen Hart in a tournament final fought in Berlin? It was all downhill from there, pretty sharpish. First, Shawn Michaels politics his way into taking the belt from the Bulldog in front of a UK crowd. Then, not a year into its existence, he laid down for Triple H, allowing his DX stablemate to pin him for the belt, which was now objectively worthless. The list of European title holders is genuine Hall of Fame stuff, which makes the belt's treatment even even more bizarre. It's Nadia came in 1999, when a grass green Shane McMahon decided he'd like a girl with the belt. He won it off X-Pac, then decided he didn't care about the trinket, leaving it in a gym bag for Midian to find three months later. In terms of match quality, the European Championship is way above a lot of other belts on this list, and that's why the title's treatment is so odd. They didn't denigrate it because of a lack of ideas or personnel. They didn't even lose interest in a hurry. They treated it like a joke, well, just because what a damn waste. And that's our list. Know of any other hugely disrespected WWE titles that we've missed? Well, you know what to do. Let us know all about them in the comments section right down below. And don't forget to like, share, and click on that subscribe button while you're down there. Also, if you're into this sort of title stuff, then head on over to whatculture.com and find some more fantastic articles just like the one this video you're watching right now is based on. I've been Gareth from What Culture Wrestling. Thank you for watching this video today. I hope to see you again very soon. But in the meantime, just be good to yourself. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.